the title of this podcast is Cultural Competency. This particular episode includes cultural humility. This podcast is being brought to you by Alvernia University's BSW Class of 2021. And the core value that it will, uh, will touch base on is core value three, dignity and worth of a person. Sylvia Robinson. I'm currently a student at Albernia University's Philadelphia campus, who's in her senior semester. I'm under the direction of Professor Oheniwa White, also of Albernia University. The topic that I will be discussing is cultural humility. My hope is to give some insight on exactly what that looks like in the field, and hopefully by the end of my podcast, you, as well as myself, will have a better more clear understanding of cultural humility. Hmm, let's discuss core value three, dignity and worth of a person. Dignity and worth of a person involves treating each person in a caring and respectful manner. It includes being mindful of individual differences and cultural and ethical diversity. Dignity and worth of the client means that I, as a social worker, have the responsibility to value the client's self-determination and realize that no matter who they are, they have a sense of worth as a human being. And no matter the situation that they face, that fact should always be respected. I'll now speak on the differences between cultural humility and cultural competency. Cultural humility is the ability to maintain an interpersonal stance that is open to others while accepting cultural competence as the ability to interact effectively with people of different cultures. That's more of a learned condition. Now, cultural humility is the process of reflection and lifelong inquiry. It involves awareness of personal and cultural biases. So that means we have to be aware of ourselves and what we, our likes and dislikes, our belief systems. It is the sensitivity to significant cultural issues, to the significant cultural issues of others. So while we may believe one thing, we also need to be mindful that we can't force our beliefs on our clients And we can't treat our clients differently because of their own belief system. The core to the process of cultural humility is that the researcher's reflection of, that it's the researcher's reflection of their own values. Some of the ways cultural humility is displayed is through engaging in self-critique. Again, we have to be mindful of our own likes and dislikes. We have to accept biases and assumptions and we must remember that everyone is different and not everyone is, will willingly accept others' differences. 
Y'all still, we need to affiliate ourselves with various advocacy groups relevant to the communities and population of people that we service. Now, cultural competency is the ability to understand, communicate effectively, interact with and interact with people across a wide array of cultures. It encompasses being aware of one's own worldview and includes developing positive attitudes toward cultural differences. Again, cultural competency is being aware of one's own view of the world, that's our own view, but also while being aware of others. It it includes developing positive attitudes towards cultural differences, gaining knowledge of different cultural practices and worldviews, and we also need to develop skills for communication and interaction amongst cultures. Cultural competency encourages the acknowledgement and acceptance of differences in appearance, behavior, and culture. You have to know your cultural identities and beliefs. So be aware of your own beliefs and how they might influence you and how you view other cultures. Get to know the community you work with. Join social activities and attend, and attend local events if, if possible. Access the community's demographic reports. They're usually available from, from school districts or other district, district agencies or local governments. They guide you about the specific races. They'll give you information about the specific races, ethnicities, and languages represented in your community. Learn about those cultures through experience, reading, engaging, and listening very attentively to clients. It's always important to listen as a professional. Get to know your clients' families if applicable or familial background. With minors, you can invite parents to participate in treatment sessions. Talk to families regularly, not only when there's a problem, or when you're required to communicate. Share positive information about children to parents. Parents love hearing great news about their child, especially when the social worker is involved. Consider the preferred written or spoken language that the family uses when corresponding. Set the stage for information exchange during meetings or or of any sort, we can, as professionals, we always present a great deal of information to clients and families. But only at the end do we ask the clients, do they have any questions or comments? It's good to change your format around a little bit. That way you can invite productive conversation. Ask open-ended questions, leave room for, for dynamic. Go beyond typical questions. Ask about specific activities and that clients are involved with. Ask about books. Ask about information about the child if, if that's relevant. Find about support systems at home. Find about what makes them proud of themselves, what their fears or concerns are. These are just good points 
and some open-ended questions that you can ask that will allow more diversity with, with, with clients. Gather other professionals into a professional learning community to focus on increasing cultural competence. Share articles and books on cultural competence and develop a support group for sharing community experiences. It's very important that not only you seek assistance with diversity and understanding cultural competence, understanding the culture that you work with, but it's also important that the people you work with understand as well. Know your clients. Understand that your clients' background, interests, hopes, and challenges are. Clients love when you ask questions and they see, and you genuinely seem to be interested in what's going on. And don't just genuinely seem to be interested. Make a point, make notes, but always, always allow the client to know that you are being empathetic to the needs as well as retaining the information that they're given. Some of the benefits of being culturally competent is that it gains the trust of the clients. It promotes inclusion and also creates a mutual respect for, for clients and the organization as well, together. Some of the organization's benefits would include helping the organization meet regulatory guidelines within that particular state. It decreases the barriers that slow down progress. It collectively incorporates varying perspectives, ideas, and also strategies in the, in the decision-making process. Cultural competency and cultural humility within the field is important because it protects professionals and allows them to understand clients from all walks of life. It also helps clients to understand us as well. By gaining the trust of the clients, it will allow the clients to understand the cultural diversity of the professional as well. So while we're trying to understand them, they're also trying to be, they're also implicitly allowing themselves to be aware of our beliefs as well. Cultural humility suggests that social workers should not view themselves as experts in other people's cultures, but as learners. By acknowledging that I do not know everything about another person's culture, I am showing respect and I am opening my heart and mind to learning. Cultural humility refers to the attitude and practice of working with clients in the, at the micro meso and macro levels with a presence of humility while learning, communicating, offering help, and making decisions in a professional practice setting. In order to practice true cultural humility, a person must also be aware of and sensitive to historic realities like legacies of violence and oppression against certain groups of people. It's always important to put ourselves, if not always, but in the shoes of other people. We have to, in order for us to understand the client, we have to view ourselves there. Again, I hope that 
this podcast helped you to understand cultural humility and cultural competence a little more. I thank you guys for for tuning in and listening to the podcast about cultural humility. I apologize that I didn't have any guests. However, I will definitely try to get one the next time. The next show, the show coming up will be the next the last the show after this one, I apologize. The show after this one is titled Is the Conclusion. Again, my name is Sylvia Robinson student of Alvernia University. This podcast is brought to you by Alvernia University's BSW class of 2021. Thank you for tuning in.